Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AP Top 25 College Football Podcast. I'm Ralph Russo, the college football writer with the Associated Press, and this is a bonus edition of the podcast. I was in Tallahassee a few weeks ago and sat down with Florida State coach Willie Taggart for an interview that ran about 50 minutes. My story on Taggart's task of turning around the Seminoles has published on the AP Wire, and I wanted to share a chunk of that interview in podcast form. This has been edited lightly just to clean it up. The content is unaltered. This was most of the first half of my conversation with Taggart. The second half circled back on some topics and also included a little banter about Taggart's son, who is a D1 quarterback prospect, plus where the coach is going on a short vacation coming up in July. I thought the first 20 minutes really hit the main focus of the interview, which was what Taggart was facing when he took over last year and what he's doing to get things fixed in year two. You can find my full story on my Twitter feed at Ralph D. Russo AP, or you can go to the AP Top 25 Twitter account and find the story there. Thanks again for listening to the AP Top 25 College Football Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Please subscribe, and if so inclined, give us a good review, and away we go. Give me a little idea what the spring was like. I mean, this as, a, as compared to last year. It's night and day, um, mm-hmm. and it should be. Going a year or two, I think everybody understands each other a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, the trust is there that wasn't there before, and, um, and usually that's, that's typical in taking over a program. It's one of the hardest things to get is, is the trust, and really you don't know whether it's there or not until you get into the season mm-hmm. and you get the plan. So uh, from that standpoint, um, it's night and day. Mm-hmm. with our team compared to this time last year and and um and just the whole culture of, of what we're trying to build is mm-hmm. totally different last year there's they're trying to understand what kind of culture we wanted mm-hmm. you know while while also trying to get over a culture that they had mm-hmm. you know and so you had to fight through that a lot last year especially when things didn't go your way right you know so um it's been different since january since time they came back and just saying like I guys had a, a sense of urgency and, and a purpose of, of making things right. How much have you sort of now learned when you talk about culture you were trying to build and a culture you were coming away from? Mm-hmm. Not to knock whatever was here before mm-hmm. but how much did you need a full season to sort of understand okay here's what was left behind not just on the roster mm-hmm. but what what these kids have been about Mm-hmm. It, it took the whole year because each part of the year there's always something different. Mm-hmm. Every year there's a different part of the year that you go through and, and you um, with your team, whether it's spring ball to off-season workouts, you know, recruiting to fall camp to the season, which where it all matters, you right. know. Um, you go in understanding that things are a certain way and they've been doing things a certain way for so long and um, you want to get it the way that you know how how you want to build it, and like you said a minute ago, it's nothing against 
how they did it before. It's just this is how you want it done, and mm. and that's that part of it coming in. I always tell people, change is the only constant we all have. Mm. You know, and, and, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. Change is hard. It's hard for everyone, and and, and it, it's even harder when it doesn't go your way, and then you start to question whether or not this is. But we've done it this way, and we won, and now we're doing it this way, and it's not going that way. And so everyone started to trust it. I mean, started to wonder and, and whether or not this is what we need to do. Yeah, the trust part of it's interesting because I can talk to you last April, and you mm-hmm. can say, man, I, I love the way I'm, what I'm seeing out of the kids and all the buy-in and this, that, and the other thing. But as soon as something goes wrong, oh, yeah. that's when you really yeah. find out Absolutely. trust, right? Absolutely. And, you know, and I always felt... With our team, that was our, one of our biggest issues is, is dealing with adversity. We, mm-hmm. we wasn't a team that dealt with adversity well, mm-hmm. even before I got here. You know, I felt the year before when James Blackman went down, mm-hmm. everybody pretty much gave up on the season. We were ranked number two in that game. Sure, sure. You know, and it's Florida State. DeAndre. Won. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. That's DeAndre, a, I'm sorry. Nowhere. But it's like everyone gave up on the year, and it's yeah. Florida State. You shouldn't. I mean, one guy shouldn't necessarily make yeah. the team, but it's kind of like mentality-wise, we kind of got away from that. And and that's what I saw from this team is when things got tough, we didn't respond well. Right. And then... I hate to use the word fragile around football, oh, yeah. but like... Oh, you, know, you see it. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> I saw it, and I, t- I addressed our team last year. That's one thing. I was like... I'm good with a lot of things. The only thing I'm concerned about with this football team is how we're we going to respond when things don't go our way. Mm-hmm. I talked to our guys in the spring about the Virginia Tech game. Hey, what if we're down 21-0? How are we going to respond? It's like I spoken into existence. Like, <laughs> should have shut, shut up. You know, it's like I should have said anything. You know, but um, but how are we going to respond? Mm-hmm. You know, in in the fact that it matter when you're in the off season, you're undefeated. Yeah, you know everything goes well for the most part. And try to keep our guys doing the right things off the field, but you're undefeated. Don't see you really don't know. You really don't really get to understand your team until you actually get into the fire and you get into the year. And what usually happens again at places I've been, the older guys again, if things aren't going well, they all looking for themselves. You know, a lot of guys want to play on Sundays. They're not worried about changing the culture now. They're trying right. to get. They're not going to be here for a that certain culture. point. That's understandable. Yes, yes, I mean, like they may be good guys, absolutely. but it's hard for them absolutely. to sort you of know, worry about, especially when there's is a coach that didn't bring them in here. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that part was was tough, but it was, again, it was understandable. It was something I kind of anticipated anyway. Mm-hmm. Doing this before, uh, I didn't think it would be to that level that it was. I yeah. mean, it was it was. It was tough, but I think it was a lot tougher here than other places. And I tell folks now is I kind of took over this job like I have taken over all the other jobs. And I did that because all of them have been very similar to what I always felt that was wrong when the program was going this way. Yeah. is usually something socially and academically mm-hmm. that's not going well and why they're not performing like they do need to on the football field. Every program I've taken over that's been yeah. an issue where this was was different here with cause. All those other programs I took taken over, the head coach got fired. Right. Where this one the head coach didn't get fired, he left. Mm-hmm. And that was different even for me in taking over the program. Because our kids were hurt. 
They were hurting and again. Off season, you don't get to see that. Mm-hmm. Everybody is new and everything's different. And you don't get to see it, but you you really saw again when things got tough and it wasn't going well. You know that they were they were hurt. They didn't know what to believe or trust. Um, I remember before I got here, they always I know for years they 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 got off of social media during mm-hmm. the season. Um, getting here and I didn't implement that, but I could see why mm-hmm. it was there because I guys didn't handle that part of it right, and and so it was a lot of learning doing that process of your team. And I know for me, um, I kind of sensed it. I want to say around Syracuse game, you know, it's like my it was like my my instinct was telling me I need to give up play calling and just be the head coach. But my gut was telling me, I mean, my ego was telling me, no, nah, I don't do that, coach. You know, you say you'll never do that again, don't do it. You know, so, um, and I remember, I mean, my mentor, Jack Harbaugh, always told me, always, whatever it is, well, trust your instincts. You know, I mean, you always had good instincts, Willie. And it's the one time I wasn't trusting my instincts. And mm-hmm. I was, more on the ego side. No, I wasn't going to do it. And, and, but I, I was feeling it, sensing it with our team. Is our entire football team needed me to be the head coach. Mm-hmm. And I was giving them the same thing Coach Fisher was giving them when he was here. I was off in the side of the ball, called the plays, and spent all my time over there. And here I am, a new guy with a fragile football team. Just trying to learn to trust, but I'm not over and spending time with everyone, mm-hmm. you know. And and when, especially when things got tough, is you know how the defense gonna respond. They don't. I mean, they looking for that guy, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and that guy was new, mm-hmm. and things weren't going well. So, um, I would say, I mean, that's a big reason why I said, okay, I needed to be the the head coach and, and I'm lucky I did because I really think the wheels really would have came off <laughs> you know if I hadn't done if I didn't do it when I did it you know and I started to learn a lot more about our team mm-hmm. when I did that and got a chance to spend more time with our players and you started to learn a lot more on how they saw things you know and and it was pretty telling by mm-hmm. some things and you jot down notes and the ways how you can make it better and and and, uh, and that's what we did. You said socially and academically. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you saw, you get the grades, right, mm-hmm. before the EPR stuff come out. You probably, you knew that this that was coming, right? I, I was told okay. once. Did you look at those, when you talk about socially and academically, did you look at those as like sort of ominous signs? Like even before you started playing, you sort of surveyed the landscape. What's going on academically with this team? What's going on socially with this team? Mm, this might be a little trickier than... Well, I hoped for like, like again, I uh, I kind of went in like I had taken over all the other ones mm-hmm. because all the other ones were similar where those were the issues. Mm-hmm. You know, That's so interesting. Remember, I remember last year we mm-hmm. talked. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you came on the podcast and mm-hmm. I had asked you like, you know, can you take what you did at Western mm-hmm. and U- USF and bring it here? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Western USF, that's mm-hmm. not Florida State. Mm-hmm. 
And you sort of said, no, it's kind of the same mm-hmm, deal. Mm-hmm. But how much of it, now, when, once you got into play, did you even realize, like, wow, no, this, is, this really is well, like the last spot spots. Again, I think the difference, the difference here than the other one is, again, the coach left. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get fired. Right. You know, that's the, probably the biggest difference, you know. But the similarities from academically and socially is pretty the same as not just at South Florida or Western, but same at Oregon. Mm-hmm. You know, we they had issues before I got there off the field, and they had issues academically. The problem is, from a PR standpoint, it wasn't that bad at those other places. Okay, right. You know, what I mean, so that part was completely different mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, where there were probably some guys that probably needed to move on, you couldn't. Yeah, you know, and. And that part of again made it a little more difficult, and you got to deal with some guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're trying to keep the APR up. Sure. You know, so that that part was what made Florida State different than all the rest of yeah. them. When you say socially, and I know you don't want to start calling out kids, mm-hmm. but can you get into that a little bit more just, about just, what exactly was the the culturally or socially that was going on that you felt like guys are not doing. What they're not living up to the expectations that I'm going to set here. Well, it's just whether you you constantly involved with the police mm-hmm. and, and those other little issues off the field that our guys shouldn't be in involved mm-hmm. in. And when there's a lot, when there's multiple guys and different, to me that's that's an issue. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and then again, I look I look at our, our the year I got here, we had eight guys leave early. Mm-hmm. That probably should have stayed not probably they should have you mm-hmm. know but a lot of them had to leave mm-hmm. wasn't going to be eligible mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it was just those things again I just believe it's a direct reflection to how you play on the field if you mm-hmm. if you got things in order academically and you got things in order socially then football is easy that's what those kids do mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's they don't fail at football it's some academically or socially that keeps them from being a really good football player, mm-hmm. you know. And so, just trying to develop a culture where we're gonna hold you accountable to what you say you're gonna do when you decide to come here. You want to graduate from Florida State University. And you want to go to the NFL. We're gonna hold you accountable to doing those things and what it takes in order to do those things. Mm-hmm. And one is going to class. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, one is not being involved with the police. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, it's just putting the program above yourself, and I don't think we did that. Is does that mean? And again, I, I know you you don't want to necessarily like lay your problems on somebody else, mm-hmm. but there's also some. Ro- listen, I looked up the roster. There's there's some roster issues as far as some imbalances in places. Mm-hmm. Offensive line, you're a little light on quarterback mm-hmm. still. All those things, socially, academically, you look at the roster. At any point going through that first year, did you sort of say, all right, man, this is a little more than I really <laughs> signed up for? Or were you just like, okay, I know what I'm getting into here. I'm cool with it. Whatever rolls down my way is. No, I mean, again, not, not, not in a million years. I thought the season would go the way it did, you know, but. That's good. Uh, and the other part of it is, too, like, I mean, you understand yeah. that, like, nobody wants to hear right. you say, oh, this wasn't right. Like, right. just like the president, man, within right. a couple of days, it's all on you. Yeah, right? no doubt. No doubt. And, right. it, and it is, you know what I mean? Right. 
again, and sometimes you got to go through things. You, you learn, and that's the key. You got to learn. Yeah. You got to learn from some of the mistakes that you made, and mm-hmm. and then also look at the things you did well, and how you can you improve on those to get to where you're ultimately trying to go. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but ultimately it come back on me, and um, I think the problem again, it was a learning lesson for me too, just being here somewhere new and understanding Florida State, understanding our administration and everything else, all that. It was learning in, in a lot of areas, learning your team, understanding your team, having new coaches and learning and understanding them too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think all that plays a big part in being successful and especially um, coaching chemistry. How much um, with the talk about the administration? All right, now we have a, an athletic director who you, you, I'm sure you were already a little familiar with because mm-hmm. he's been in that role for a while. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, like, now that that is taken care of, mm-hmm. how does it, if at all, affect your job? It gives us some direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, we all know where we're going. We know we we got one voice, right. and we can all get behind it when when that way. You just don't know, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just hard to be successful. It's hard to to build a program when you don't have those things in in place. Mm-hmm. You know, you need leadership. You know, I mean, I think we all know that, and and I think the beauty about David is you got someone that understands Florida State University. You got someone that understands Florida State football. You know, and the passion and um, expectation we all have for this mm-hmm. our program. So having someone that that understands those things always help because they, they know what it takes. You know, it's gonna take in order to get it get it back to where we want it. Um, Again, I didn't spec for AD to leave before the season. Again, that's again that's another bump in the road that you didn't mm-hmm. expect that mm-hmm. you had to adjust. There's a lot of sudden changes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Last season, mm-hmm. and and that was one. You know, but I will. Raph, I, I I really feel like my coaching career as a head coach has really prepared me for this. I mean, that's what I, that, I got to tell you. When I was looking at, you know, when I come in here, that's what, you know, I know your record. I know mm-hmm. where you've been. I've known you for a while. And that's, again, that stuck out to me last year even when we had that question, the, that, that conversation about, yeah. like, this, this doesn't look that dissimilar from what Willie has done before. I mean, so let's see what back, happens. You go back to West Kentucky, AD that hired me, he left. <laughs> right out to like a couple months. Go to South Florida, AD that he left. Right, right. Kind of them, you know, and mm-hmm. the only one that eighty stayed with and things worked out, things was in place was at Oregon. Right. You know, but everything so, was in yeah. place to yeah. so you can do it and then come here and like the same thing. It's like maybe it's just me. ADs <laughs> or whatever. But it was just a lot of those things, I mean, it's like I've seen the, this movie before mm-hmm. at a lot of places and it's new theater mm-hmm. but I've seen this movie and and it's just Part of my job is to get everybody on the same page to understand that vision that I have for our program and understand the culture that I want for my our program. And that's not just our players. That's not just our coaches. That's academically and everyone. It's, mm-hmm. These are the standards and expectations we have for our players, and I expect for everyone to hold our guys mm-hmm. to that, that standard. And when they've been doing it a certain way for so long, it takes time to get people to change, even people that you have there to help your guys. Mm. You know, I go back to 
it's tough change. Yeah. You take change some people. It's tough. And for me, I just I want anyone that's gonna touch our players is to hold them accountable. There's an expectation, there's a standard. And we're gonna hold it to it. There's no making no excuses for them. You know, and that's probably one of the biggest things of it all is getting away from all the excuses. You know, we gotta get away from that excuses and just find a way to make things happen. Mm-hmm. Um couple of things I, I, I got written down here. Let me hit with Ken, bringing in Kendall, because you had mm-hmm. talked about last year, you realized, like, I got to be the head coach of the mm-hmm. whole team, right? So when you're making the, those decisions now, Walt leaves, you're making decisions as to where you want to go with this offense, mm-hmm. and it's it clearly is with the idea that I'm I'm going to step away from it a little bit. Maybe I'm, I'm sure you're still, you're still in there, because <laughs> I'm sure that's not exactly completely comfortable for you, but when you're landing on Kendall, a guy who you have not worked with before, you also have to trust him to be the guy who you're going, who's going to allow you to step away from it. When you make that decision to land on Kendall, how much of it is, okay, I think I can be, I can trust him mm-hmm. so that I can move away from this offense. What, what was it about him that made you believe that, like, if I need to step away from this, it'll be in good hands? Well, what I wanted to do, I didn't. I want. I didn't want things to be dramatically different mm-hmm. for our guys after we implemented what we wanted to be with our, our offense. Um, again, when we changed our offense at South Florida, we went out and spent time with Kendall and his mm-hmm. dad and him out at, at Baylor. Yeah, you know. So for me, it was familiar being familiar with what we wanted to do offensively. Um, and get someone that's done it at a high level and been successful doing it at a high level was was important to me. Again, I didn't want a whole philosophical difference in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still going to go fast, you know, and uh, we're going to spread people out and and do the things that we we're trying to do. I mean, there's someone that that understand what we're trying to do, mm-hmm. and actually he's done it and he's done it at a couple couple different places. Mm-hmm. So. From that standpoint, it was easier to say, okay, let him do it because he's, he's proven that he's he can do it, you know. And, again, offensively, it's not much different than what we were doing before, mm-hmm. you know. So um, that that makes it a lot easier for me from, from that standpoint. I'm there, you know. I mean, sure. it just sure. – I think for me now it's just it's important in making sure we're doing what's best for our players. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, whether it's offensively, defensively, special team, and and making sure that we're we're fundamentally sound in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, and, and that we can hold our guys accountable to doing the things how we say we're gonna get them doing. You know, I think a bigger thing for me with Kendall was making sure he's bringing his offensive staff together, where they all on the same page. Mm-hmm. It's hard for our players to be on the same page when the whole offense is not on the same page, and so that was really important to me as, as I look for a coordinator and bring someone in here to, to get us where I think we can go. That's the bonus show for today. I'd like to thank my producer, Warren Levinson, for making me sound good. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I'm Ralph Russo, the college football writer with the Associated Press. Thanks for listening and come back for more next week of the AP Top 25 College Football podcast.